0: This is Olivia Cook. And I'm Amber Duffney. And this is the empowered woman, badass and unfiltered. My co host Amber and I created this podcast to highlight the badass women we know and love.
1: We did this with the goal of empowering women and supporting each other on the journey of life and business.
0: We show women that they can still be a badass, make a difference in the world, leave a legacy, all while rocking their femininity.
1: Let's dive in. Like I don't see. It. Okay, it's okay,
0: there we go. Hello, and welcome back to the Empowered Woman, Badass, and Unfiltered podcast. Co-host Olivia here with a stuck subconscious relationship expert named Danielle. Mason. She helps women create a way to find true healing from the pain and tragedies they have been through in their lives. She is here today to enlighten women on how to shift from finding love in everything else but themselves. If you would like to check her out, her links are in the show notes below. Thanks again for joining me, Danielle. I'd love to hear more of your story. Yeah. Thank you. What an introduction. Thanks for having
1: me. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah. So my story really is, you know, it started with me. Obviously, I struggled with my own depression and my own anxiety. And I was in the psychologist's office since the age about six years old until about 19 years old. And I looked back on my journey and I realized that I was that same person when I walked in that office at six years old. You know, yes, I was a little wiser, a little smarter, obviously older, Mm -hmm. but I was still codependent. I was still a people pleaser. I was still obsessed with men, and I found my love in men, and I still found my love in possessions. And I was at that point in my life where I knew I needed to make a huge shift. And what really happened for me was I was at the psychologist's office about three times a week and that's how sick I was at the time. And my best friend um, that lived, um, you know, three doors down from me in the dorm, she just stopped talking to me out of nowhere. We just stopped being friends. And I realized in that moment, you know, at first I wanted to blame her and I wanted to be upset with her and I was so hurt and I was so baffled by it. And then I realized in that moment that I was the problem, that I was the reason why people no longer wanted to be around me. And this wasn't the first time that I lost a friend. It was that time where I realized that I really needed to make a change in my life. And so I went back home to be with my family because being at college for me just wasn't safe anymore with where I was in my mental state. And at the time... My sister was dealing with debilitating anxiety, and she was in the psych ward. And my other sister was diagnosed with early onsets of MS. And my mom and I both looked at each other, and we said, there has to be more. There has to be another way. There's no way that this is all life has to offer. You know, we just didn't believe that you were meant to put a Band-Aid on your life. And... You know, my mom had already been searching for answers for me and my two sisters, my two older sisters. I have three older sisters, but it was me and my two older sisters. And, you know, she was searching for answers for sleepless nights and insomnia and nightmares and debilitating anxiety and depression and like chronic pain and anything, you name it, she was searching for an answer for it. And that had already been 20 years and we had no answers. And we just believe that the body is meant to heal itself. It's meant to renew itself. And so we went on our own journey and we found EFT, which is Emotional Freedom Techniques. And for us, it was extremely powerful. We started to see that there were definitely changes in my sisters. But for us, it just wasn't deep enough. And so we went deeper and we started to study under other works, um, you know, for example, Bruce Lipton, Peter Levine, Stephen Kessler. And it was amazing. But also from other people's work, we started to see gaps of what our clients were experiencing. And we started to create our own formulas. And so now, five years later, we've been behind the scenes and we worked with hundreds of women to teach them how to heal themselves, to be that guide to lead them to their answers and where they truly got stuck in their life.
0: I love that. I also love the fact that, you know, it's been a family affair that you've been doing (laughs) and, you know, you've been working with your family throughout this whole process. And, you know, what are some of the things that you found when you first started doing this to help other women? Um, What did you find were some of your, your own challenges that you dealt with?
1: Do you mean my own challenges in myself or my own, like, what, can you be a little more specific on that question? Yeah.
0: So I guess in, in business Uh uh, from that aspect, what, how did you find challenges in business for one and then for two challenges in yourself, because you know, you're your own first case study. You know, mm-hmm. so you, you grow with the more you help people. Absolutely. And um, so, yeah, I guess in both ways.
1: So, let's talk with myself first. So, in myself, you know, I found all of this pain that I didn't realize affected me. And for me, I started to see that my bullying affected me a lot more than I thought it did. So my story is actually pretty simple and it was a reason I actually didn't share my story for a very long time because I was surrounded by people that had these crazy intense stories and my story is, you know, I grew up in a really loving home and my parents are together and they're still happily married and my story is more of I felt comfortable inside the home. I didn't feel comfortable outside of the home. So usually, I say with clients especially, it's the opposite. Most Mm -hmm. people feel uncomfortable in the home and feel very comfortable outside the home or they experience both. And so for me, it was really about starting to dive deeper into what was really stopping me. Um, So some things that really started to come up for me was self-sabotage, control, you know, trying to control things that were totally out of my control. I dealt with a lot of negativity. Um, I was an extremely negative person. I mean, honestly, out of anyone in the room, I would say I was probably one of the most negative. And um, I dealt with the idea of really starting to understand where I truly got stuck. And so for some people, you know, they get stuck, you know, being, you know, conceived. And then for others, you know, it happens later on in life. And so for me, um, I got more stuck actually in fifth grade. That was that moment where I told myself I wasn't enough and that I didn't matter because of the things that I was enduring. And it continued in my life um, up until about college. So I think for me, what I started to learn about myself was that things were so much deeper and they were so much more intricate than I thought they were. And as far as business goes, I think when you come into this world as a coach, at least for me, I wanted to help everyone. I wanted to say that I could help everyone. And a big thing that I dealt with in the beginning of coaching was scarcity. I think that is why I was behind the scenes for so long But the other reason I was behind the scenes for so long is because I was always someone who was really misunderstood and no one ever really fully understood me. They didn't really get me. Um, But what I realized through the work that I did was if I would have just been able to be myself, I would have actually been the leader of the group. And instead, I wanted to try to just fit in that I became the follower. And so... Through business, what I learned was that I couldn't help everyone, but I can help a lot of people. I can guide a lot of people, and I know exactly who I serve now. And so obviously, as a coach, you have to go through those experiences with some people that do not connect to the work you do, that are not willing to implement the work you do. And I think for so long, what I dealt with was, am I really that good of a coach? And what I realized was that it was my clients that weren't showing up. And I got to see that in myself. I got to see that I wasn't fully showing up. I was an incredible coach and I was showing up in that way, but I wasn't fully showing up in business. I was showing up more as a hobby. And so when I removed that block and I started to look deeper into myself, I no longer attracted those clients that weren't willing to do the work. And it has been the biggest lesson for me um, growing through that and also realizing that I can't serve everyone and I'm not meant to serve everyone. And now I absolutely love collaborating with women because I know where my expertise stops.
0: Oh, yes. You know what? I appreciate like because you you mentioned it in the beginning um, and I meant to comment on that as well. And I wanted, meant to compliment you on it as well as your personal accountability is on point. And I just have to commend you for that because so many people will blame everybody else, especially in our um generation. They want to blame everybody else for their problems and not take the personal accountability for where they are. And it it I and we do have this extra pressure, I feel like, to be so much of something else than really what we are and how we're aligned to be. And um, so I think it's you saying that you didn't show up in business and you were treating it like a hobby is something to show that you've actually like, cause you've been doing this for five years. So it's like, you actually know what you're talking about. Um, <laughs> you're not just like, and, and you know that it, it does take time. So yeah, I just wanted to, say that.
1: that. Yeah. I think the thing that's interesting about my story too, is like, I'm not an overnight success. Like you see so many women online that are like, I made six figures in like three months. And that is not my story. I had to learn through so many coaches through so many things. And what I had to learn is how to show up because Mm -hmm. when I was younger, I didn't have to show up. And so it's just, it's true. And, and taking that responsibility, um, especially if you're on here right now and you're listening, you're like, I have no idea how to take responsibility of my life. Like, I had no idea how to take responsibility for my life. I blamed everything in anyone on everything in anyone. And it wasn't until I started looking inside of myself and I started looking on my outside world and noticing what I truly felt inside versus what my world was reflecting. And I was never a person to be quiet about what I was going through. Like people definitely knew I was negative. They knew I was in pain. But I think the biggest thing for me was I don't think people knew the extent of the amount of pain I was in. I don't think I was ever able to get that across to somebody, nor did I want to get that across to somebody. It was more of just a negative mindset. Where I just couldn't get out of it. And I think, you know, Olivia, I think where that comes from of taking that full responsibility is looking at the people in my life and how I affected them. And, you know, it's also even today, like, you know, as you're growing and as you're leveling yourself up, things happen, things change, relationships change. And you have to be able to take that full responsibility, especially in, you know, entrepreneurship especially in the work that I do, because if I don't take full responsibility for myself, then how do I expect my clients to take full responsibility for themselves?
0: Exactly.
1: Yeah. I just, I'm such a believer in doing the inner work and doing it myself because, you know, the more I can do that on myself and the more I can heal myself, The greater I can be for my clients, I can be for the world and the greater impact I can make. So I think that came with over time, but it also did come with learning to trust myself and learning that it was okay to be completely human and to admit to you guys, like, you know, I am human and, you know, I, um, I used to say I was the queen of making mistakes, but I definitely wouldn't say that anymore. I've, I've been able to work past that.
0: (laughs) I love that. Thank no. you so much for
1: no. thank for you that. for that compliment. I appreciate that a lot. Yeah, no,
0: absolutely, because I appreciate like real people, like yeah, I really right? do. Um, but in but you do so much for your clients, so I do want to talk about some of like your services, like what you actually do for them.
1: Yeah, definitely. So. Kind of to go back on that a little bit is, you know, who do I serve, right? So, Mm -hmm. who I serve is, you know, women that are anywhere that they're in the trenches, that they can't get out of the trenches, that they have tried everything. They've been to the psychologist, they've been to the therapist, they've been to the doctors, and they can't find answers. They can't find answers. Um, and then also women that are a huge success and, you know, they have the books and they have the podcast and they have that fame, but that doesn't match on the inside. They don't feel that on the inside. They don't feel like that success on the outside is actually what's going on in the inside. They feel, you know, um, when they go to bed at night, they feel exhausted. They feel tired. They feel like something just isn't working. They feel stuck. And so what I do with women is I teach them how to shift the energy subconsciously in themselves in order to shift any relationship in their life and to shift anything in their life. So, right, with relationships, but also the way your world looks like to you, the way your world appears. And what I have found is, when you can shift the energy in the woman. And what I mean by shifting energy, it means by letting go of all of the tragedy that you feel like you've been through. So whether you've been, um, you know, whether you were conceived and you felt like you were a burden and you felt like you weren't wanted, that energy is still stuck in your body. Whether you were two years old and your dad walked out on you and you felt abandoned, that energy is still stuck in your body. Whether you were somebody that's been through more of a, you know, a really tragic event, where you were raped, right, domestic violence, molestation, physical abuse, that energy is still stuck in your body, and so what a lot of women don't realize is that that follows you, and that follows you every single day, whether you know it or you don't, it's hidden and it's there, and some women are able to mask it and they're able to hide it. But to me, it's so obvious that they're hiding. And for some women, they're able to not hide it at all. And it's out there in the open and you see it and you feel it. And it's in every you know, ounce of their body. And what I do is I remove that energy. And what I mean by remove is I guide you to remove that energy from your body so that you no longer have to live in that stuck place you no longer have to live in that rape, in that molestation, in that physical abuse. But the biggest thing I wanna share is, if you're on here and you're like, I had a great life. You know, I I don't know, but I just feel stuck, but I don't know why I'm stuck. You don't have to go through this tragic event in order to be stuck in your life. I have found that clients get stuck in the most intricate of places, in the most passive of places that keep them more stuck than something that was an insane tragedy. The tragedy does keep someone stuck, absolutely, but they usually get stuck before that tragedy. And that energy is a reenactment of what happened to them prior. And so I help people really get to the root of what's really going on inside of them and to no longer have to mask anything and to be able to rip those layers away, layer by layer, and to be able to look in the mirror at yourself for the very first time and to actually see yourself for how others actually see you.
0: I love that. And I think it's so important too, because people don't realize how big childhood traumas really are mm-hmm. um, and how much they they play into your personality makeup. And especially if you have gone through something that you thought was traumatic, even even if it wasn't that traumatic to the rest of the world. Um, But you were, for instance, like how you're talking about when you stopped being friends with your friend in um, college. But let's say this happens when you're four years old and you have to you, let's say you're moving away or something and you lose your friends and that's really traumatic for you even though it might be you get a nice big house you know and all this other stuff but it happened to be something that was a traumatic event for you and you held on to this energy so i definitely i i definitely understand where you're coming from and um can you share some of the techniques that you use with your clients
1: yeah absolutely i mean one of the main techniques that we use is tapping. So it's that EFT emotional freedom techniques. Um, I will tell you we do it in a way that I've never seen it done on the internet. Um, we've created our own formula with all different works. So it's not just normal tapping. Obviously we use the same tapping points, but we, you know, we enter um, we include it in the formula that we've created. So for us what we do is we're able to really get to the root into the seed of that moment that someone said, you know, I'm not worthy. I'm not enough. I don't deserve to be able to get to that root of that moment for you, where you decided to take on that story. And like I said, for some people, it's being conceived. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's one of the main techniques we use. I also use other techniques as well, like really getting people in tune with their soul and really what's inside of them um, and being able to really access themselves but the biggest technique I will say is you know, using EFT is if you've tried it and you're on here and you're like, it didn't work for me, I, I, I would love to talk to you because we work with a lot of people that EFT doesn't work for um, and it does end up working for them. And what I've learned is that we do it from a place of your soul rather than your mind. Um, you know, your soul and your body knows everything and knows things that your mind can't even comprehend that doesn't even remember because what you went through did not happen in your mind. It happened in your body. And so that's one of the main tools that we use. And it's so amazing because it's a tool that anyone can use when they're outside of session. And we teach our clients not that tool, but how to implement that tool into their everyday life. And that's what makes it so different than any other experience because it's all about the implementation. Yes, we can bring you through these amazing awareness, but it's so powerful when you can start to create that own awareness for yourself.
0: I love that. Now I want to ask a few questions on like, what are some tips that you would give someone that is finding love in all of the other things, but themselves? Mm -hmm. Um, what are some of those tips that you would, you know, just share?
1: I mean, I think the biggest thing is I w- I, w- I would want them to create an awareness, right? So if you're on here and you found love and all your possessions, and maybe that's what you were taught, you know, maybe it's all you knew. Maybe, you know, you didn't feel like you were good enough and then you ran towards that success and now you have all of these things, but you don't feel that inside of yourself. and. What I will tell people is to start to create that awareness of where you're going for that love, right? So, like looking at those possessions, like, are you, like, when are you going and buying an item or going towards an item? Like, what is it doing for you? And then I'd start to create more of an awareness. Like, the main thing that I started to do on my journey, and I was the same way I found so much love in possessions, was I got so clear of where I was with myself. And so that's what I would want the women to do on here. Like whether they're in the trenches or whether they're finding love and possessions, I would want them to get so clear with themselves of where they truly are in their life and to start asking themselves questions of like, for example, when you do have a possession and you go towards buying something, it's like, well, what void are you trying to fill right now? And the thing is at first you might be like, Danielle, what are you talking about? Like, how do I know that? But me just bringing that up to you is going to bring you an awareness And you're going to start to pay attention in your life of, oh, my God, I just went shopping because I didn't feel like I was enough. Or, oh, my God, I just went shopping because my husband just yelled at me and I felt like I was undeserving, right? So you start to figure out where you're tying this stuff to in a conscious way. And then the next piece I would tell somebody is you have to get really real with your subconscious. And that's where I either come in or whoever you choose to work with comes in but to get to the root of why you're continuing to find love and possessions, because it's so much deeper than just a conscious reason. You're doing it to try to fill something inside of yourself that's not there already. And once you can release that energy, you're no longer going to feel like you need to go towards those possessions in order to feel fulfilled in your life and in yourself and in your relationships.
0: One of the questions that i would like ask for like in in that aspect of like what is this doing for for you if you're if you're the person that's either buying something and this could be and granted we're talking about possessions but it could also be food you know you could be running to food to cope with your emotions you could be running to um alcohol because you don't want to deal with what's going on to numb things so whatever your vice is um, you have to ask yourself, what is this doing for you? Because a lot of times you'll get this like endorphin feeling, you know, that it's that, it's that hit when you're doing that addiction, um, that, and this is not just, you know, drugs or anything. This is really like how you, you feel, you get that temporary feeling. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I definitely think that, uh, it's, simple things is asking yourself why,
1: right. And that's the thing too Olivia, as I've learned, like we can ask ourselves why so many times consciously. but the why is actually deeper. The, with the, oh it is what the why is doing is it's bringing an awareness that they're that you're doing it in the first place. And that's what I see so many women doing is like for me, it's like I don't even really think at the time I really realized what I was doing and how much I was hiding behind my possessions. But once you bring that awareness to yourself, it's like, it's so, you can't unsee it. And so that's the first piece I would tell somebody is like, also see if you're a person that's willing to not unsee it, to be willing to say, wait a second, I actually have a deeper meaning behind why I do this thing. And I no longer want to find love in possessions I want to start to find love in myself. And that sounds so cheesy because so many people talk about it, but I'm talking a really deep sense of love for you where you don't need anything or anybody. You just want to be with yourself and you want to connect with yourself. So that's why I would say get so clear on that awareness. And like you said, what is this thing doing for me before I would ever tell anyone to take that next step further because they have to be willing to say, you know, this has been a part of my identity. This might even be what I'm known for. Am I ready to break that identity? And that was my situation was like, that was me. Like that was who I was known for. Like I was known to be the girl that had all the clothes and all the things and the best iPhone and the best this. And I had to be willing to let go of that and be able to stand tall and knowing I didn't have to have any of those things in order to be light in order to be loved, in order to be accepted. And that was a journey for sure. But the stuff I know now, it would have definitely not been a very long journey that it was for me.
0: And that's – and people don't realize, like, the biggest part of having – the biggest benefit to me of having a coach – is just learning the stuff you got to learn faster. The sooner you invest in yourself. It <laughs> actually just because it's like people we go through so many different lessons in life and finding the the right person for you is so so important and you know doing this type of work but actually like taking the time to be like you know maybe maybe I do need help in this specific area. Like I've got I have a counselor for marriage because it's like, that's something I want to work on and be better at. I have a trainer for my gym, like a personal trainer. You know what I'm saying? Like there, there's mm-hmm. certain there's so many people that know so much more. And it's literally just so you can get to where you want to go faster. Yeah. I, I do tell clients them myself, like you have everything you need within you. I just help you get there faster.
1: Right. Absolutely. We're just closing that gap for you, you know, Where I don't know that exact quote, but I know someone on here is going to know what I'm talking about, but it's the idea of like, you're not paying me for my time. You're paying me for all the hours that I spent to learn what I can tell you in 30 minutes. And it's true. Like, you know, coaching is an investment. It's a process. It's not a, a one session experience, but you know, somebody has to be willing to say like, I want more. And I don't want to do this on my own. I can't do this on my own. And that's the thing is like, I didn't do this on my own. You know, I I created this stuff on my own, but I didn't, I didn't do this on my own. I had my own mentors. I have my own coaches. You know, I believe that it's so important to find somebody that you can invest in your time, your energy, and your money. And really the money piece is the easy piece. Anyone can buy money. The hard piece is the energy piece, the investment piece of your energy and the amount of energy you're willing to put into yourself in order to find true answers and true healing for yourself. So I just think that's very important, you know, people that are on here. And even for myself, it was something I had to ask myself in the beginning of my journey and continue to have to ask myself, you know how important that investment is to me to get there so much quicker because the thing that i see with people a lot of the time is they'll, you know, they won't believe in themselves and they're not window shopping. I I can tell the difference of a, you know, a potential client coming in and they're window shopping versus not window shopping and these women will not invest in themselves and they come back 2 years later in even more pain. And, um, you know, just to give a story, it's a little deep, but just to give a story, there was a woman that she didn't have the money, but her mom did. And she really wanted to work with us. And what I mean by us is I work alongside my mom and she wanted to work with us. And her mom said, you know, we're just not going to continue with your services. We're not going to spend the money. And she died. She killed herself a year later. And I know if she worked with us, she never would have killed herself. And it just it breaks my heart because I feel like people don't look at the and they look at it as money rather than their time and their energy, and them also never finding an answer rather than saying, you know what, it's a little uncomfortable, or maybe it's very uncomfortable, but it's gonna be so worth it. And I think some people it's hard for them to see what's on the other side. Um, but you have to find somebody that you really trust that will hold you accountable and that will hold your hand every step of the way if you feel like you're somebody that needs that.
0: Oh yes. Oh yes. Like and that's so sad for it one. I'm so gonna sad. Because it breaks my heart. We're going through this pandemic right now. And I I know someone that uh committed suicide a few days ago. And um just it was just the pressure and and suicide is a real real thing and um if you feel like you are at a breaking point you definitely need to reach out to somebody for help yes. if you're listening to this because i would hate for someone to kill themselves because they if you can't afford a coach you there are a lot of free therapy Options, if the, if that's your position, but you do have to invest in doing the work. At the end of the day, like this is just a public service announcement. You have you have to do the work. No one can do it for you. No one. Um, you and if you have a family member, <laughs> I'm sorry. What would you say? I <laughs>
1: no, you're good. I said you have to take radical responsibility. You really oh, yeah. have take responsibility for your own being and your own doing. And, you know, just to interrupt on that just for a second, the reason you're doing this work is definitely for you, but it's also for your children and your children's children. So you don't pass down the same patterns that you were brought up into. And I think that if we would just focus on ourselves more and we'd stop looking at other people and stop blaming other people, and we'd start healing what's actually going on inside of ourselves and our own triggers, and we took that full responsibility, our world would be healed. But the problem is people aren't taking that full responsibility, either because they don't want to, or a lot of the time they don't know how to. And that's what I have found is, you know, for some people... They've tried that route of therapy and psychology, but for them it doesn't work. And I just And it's different. Know it
0: is different than coaching. I will say that oh too. My God, I'm, it's so different. But I'm just saying, if you're about to kill yourself, you should probably talk to a therapist, like somebody that's that's a free service to help you get off the yeah, ledge. Just saying. <laughs>
1: yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. But they
0: are different. It it's coaching is more so granted we do different types of coaching right we do so so it's you de- you deal with a lot of heavier things and you help a lot with um you know releasing energy and energy is it's so it's such a big thing and i don't think just because we can't see it doesn't mean mm-hmm. it's not real we we can't see air but it's here it makes us all breathe it's a what? real
1: thing, and people ignore it and they think it's just going to go away. And, you know, if you're on here and you think that what you've been through is just going to go away, I hate to rig it to you, but it gets worse over time. You know, for some, I guess it can stay the same, but for most people, it just builds up over time. And eventually, there's a point where you can't shove it down any longer, that the energy is so stuck that it's just rising to the surface and it explodes. And it's not to scare you, but it's just to help you understand that it doesn't go away. You know, if you're on here and you're dealing with the same problems year after year, or you're noticing a problem coming up at the same time every year, there's a deeper meaning behind that. You know, with pain and chronic pain, chronic pain, you know, Pain is supposed to go away in about six to eight weeks. And if that pain doesn't go away, it's because there's emotional pain involved, right? Like if you had a car accident or you've had a fall or you've had a surgery and you've never been the same since, it's because you're still holding on to that emotional pain, the emotions behind getting into that accident. You know, whether there's that guilt or that shame or that sadness or that anger, right? And people don't Think or feel into that, and I truly believe, you know. No, is this right for everyone? Absolutely not. But the people that it is right for, my job is to get it in those people's hands to help them realize that it's so much deeper than you think. But it's not complicated to work through. It does not take years to work through. You know, it, right? And I, I've seen transformation with people after one session, like lit, like. Huge transformation because it's energy that's stored in the body. And once you release that energy, it's no longer there and you're no longer the same person. But you have to be willing to show up. You have to be willing to go through the process and you have to be willing to do the work.
0: Can you share a story? This just came to me about Mm -hmm. one of your favorite clients that you have worked with that did the work.
1: Yeah absolutely um so i have this woman that she came in and she was in such a dark place i mean the darkest of the darkest and she had been in therapy for 26 years and she had been on i think 10 different medications and She, you know, had an awareness around what was going on, but she didn't have a deep awareness. And she came in in this hole. I mean, this black hole and just dark, negative emotion. All she ever felt was anger if she felt anything. Otherwise, she was numb. And, you know, what she would say, she was in the trenches. And she was almost about to get fired from her job because of her energy and she came to us at our wit's end and she had one session. And again, it's a process, right? The full transformation uh-huh. is a process, but she had one session and she said she got rid of 26 years of what she had been trying to get rid of in therapy after one session. And the reason for that, just for you guys to understand, because you're like, what? Like, how is that possible? reason for that is because she was a feeler. So in order for her to release things, in order for her to fully move forward, she had to release those emotions and the sensations that she felt in that moment that she wasn't allowed to feel or didn't know how to feel. And once she was given permission and able to access that place where she truly got stuck, she was able to release all of that stuff that she had been holding on to. I think it was about 36 years that she had been holding on to all of it, but she had been in therapy for about 26 years and she's no longer on any medication. And again, I never, ever tell people like, I'm here to diagnose you or to get you off medication. That was her decision with her doctor that she no longer needed medication because it was actually making her too hyper because she was back to level with how, her body normally operated. And so she's she's amazing. I mean, she has a she has a, you know, a journey to go on cuz she has to lose a lot of weight. Um, but she's ready to now take that journey and she believes that she's worthy enough to be able to start that journey to lose weight. And this all happened within a span of I mean, that one session she said changed her life, but this all happened in a span of about 3 months that she really started to just transform her whole entire life. And her relationship looks different with her partner. And they love her at work and they love her energy. And they asked her to come back on for more hours. And, you know, her life is different. And it's because she was able to let go of all of that energy. The the things that she didn't even realize were stopping her. And um, just to talk a little bit about weight. If you're on here and you haven't been able to lose weight and you've done everything you know the way that everyone tells you to do it, it's because there's still energy that's stuck in the body. We've helped women lose like 30 to 50 pounds um, based on them letting go of that energy that's stored in the body. And once they're able to let go of that and once they're able to let go of those beliefs, they're able to soar on being able to lose
0: weight. How... Thank you for that extra bonus tip, by the way. I appreciate that because I wanted um, to
1: add that in there because a lot of women don't realize that that can also help them as well. This type of work, and I know there's a lot of women that struggle with weight and don't know why, and it's because it's deeper if they haven't been able to lose the weight.
0: Oh yes, like because it it to me that ties it also ties into like emotional eating. A lot of women emotionally eat. And they don't realize that these things are all connected. They really are. So it's like, and I did a neurolingistic programming um practitioner certification. I did too. <laughs> and um yeah. so I um a lot of the things you were saying about how um emotion is so stuck in everything, it's like I, I definitely look at that like from the mindset standpoint of it too. It's it's still very connected. But I I've found, you know, some similarities in what you were saying. And also like um the aspect of forgiveness. It's so important to forgive yourself because when you do that, you really let go of the energy that you have been holding on to. And sometimes it's people need that permission. And I love that you actually do like the body work with it to help them release that energy faster.
1: Yeah. My biggest thing on forgiveness, just to give my input on it, because I think it's important for women that are like, I haven't been able to forgive myself, is I never tell a client who to forgive and how to forgive. I feel like there's a place where they let go of that energy and they figure out what they need to do in order to move forward. And so for most clients, they're able to forgive themselves. Pretty much all clients are. But I never tell people, you know, that they have to forgive because some people aren't ready to forgive for a while and they go about for a while and they hold on to that because it's kind of like, what's that last piece? And then finally, there's a moment in time that happens for them where they realize they're ready to forgive themselves. So I just want women to realize like if they're on here right now and they haven't been able to forgive themselves, it's because they probably haven't been able to do that inner work yet to be able to truly feel into letting it all go and then being able to come full circle and being able to truly forgive themselves. Cause my biggest thing is like, you can forgive yourself, but you have to feel that forgiveness. You have to feel that in your body. Right. So, I just thought it was important to add that. And I'm sure that's what you mean by it, but I just wanted to kind of explain my view on it for women to understand because this work is so deep that I will never ever tell you, you have to do anything or to forgive anyone at the end of the day, that is your decision to make. And I see a lot of coaches that say, you know, you have to forgive this person. And I don't believe that's true in order to move forward. If that person's not ready to forgive that person.
0: Right. And I thank you for elaborating on that because yeah, don't do something that you're not ready to do. Granted you're where you want to be is right on the edge of your comfort zone, but you're going to fight like hell to stay in your comfort zone. But there are a lot of very traumatic situations that take a lot of time to forgive. And I'm not the person to ever tell, you know, Mm -hmm. I don't tell people that they need to forgive people. I um,
1: sense that I think you just meant you wanted people to know that forgiveness can be a really important thing to move forward.
0: But yeah, you're so right when it comes mm-hmm. to exactly what you're saying, because it's like, no, you you have to feel it. You, you have it. to truly you can it's so easy oh, to no oh, say <laughs> myself.
1: Yeah. <laughs> that that's how I was. That's how all my clients are. But you know, some people are able to consciously do it and they're fine, right? But I just want people to realize there's nothing wrong with them if they aren't able to do it right away. Um, Because I just, I see it so much out there. And I think it's such an important thing to talk about of forgiveness and, you know, doing the work and, and what the work really looks like.
0: Speaking on on that, I also, I want to just tell people to be patient and kind with themselves mm-hmm. um, while they're going through these processes of self-healing and, you know, working with other people. And you don't have a timeline on when you need, you're never going to be perfect. You know what I'm saying? So don't put all of this extra pressure on yourself to get it done super fast. You know, like just do the work and be consistent
1: mm-hmm.
0: with it and actually, like, actually try. Granted, and someone's story might be completely different than someone else's story. So don't say, well, you know, and this is for the listeners, like, don't tell yourself, well, she got over this death in like two days. Like, how come I, it's been three months for me and I'm still dealing with this? be kind with yourself. Seriously.
1: Absolutely. I, and that was
0: just like what you said, like, don't wor- stop worrying about what other people are doing and worry about your yourself.
1: Well, yeah, I completely agree with that. I think it's so important to be patient with yourself. And the other thing about that, you know, just to bring it a little bit deeper is there's so much, you know, if you think of an iceberg, right. And you see the tip of an iceberg, but you don't see everything at the bottom. And that's something i got gotten to see in my life is like, There's so much brewing underneath that, you know, underneath that iceberg right now that you can't even see, but you're, uh, you know, you're at that moment where you're about to hit that next breakthrough, right? And so many people, a lot of what I see with people is they stop when they're about to get to that breakthrough because they have another knot. They have another point in their life where there's something that comes up for them that's unexpected. And what I teach my clients is that not is there to help you grow. And it's what you do with that not, it's what you do with that pain, right? It's not about the pain you go through, right? People can go through immense amount of pain if they don't do anything with it, it's not going to help anyone. But if you go through pain, it's how you work through that pain. And so when you work through that pain, you're at a new level. So, for example, if you've been on this journey for years and you haven't found answers, you know, maybe this is your sign that this is what you've been looking for. And the biggest thing that I want to say about, you know, the signs of what you've been looking for is, you know, you might be listening to this and you might be like, I'm, I'm getting a hold of Danielle. Like I know she's the coach for me. And that's usually how it works for my clients is they just know I say something that they've never heard before and they just connect to it. But for some people, they don't connect to my energy. They don't connect to me and I'm totally okay with that. And what I want you to understand is like, I'm not on here just to share what I do. I'm on here to share a bigger message and to close the gap of what healing looks like in a traditional route versus what healing actually can be for somebody. And to bridge that gap between the two for people to realize that there's no right or wrong way to heal, but to find what works best for you. So whether I'm the person for you or whether there's somebody that's been knocking at your door that you know you need to work with and you know they're the right fit for you, I challenge you to reach out to that person and just say, I'm ready. I'm ready to do the work. You know, I listen to this podcast. I'm ready to do the work. I know that this is my sign. because." The biggest thing is, you know, we're, we all do so many different things and you have to figure out what works best for you. You have to figure out who you connect to and who you can fully trust and fully share. Because a lot of people, at least that come, you know, through to me, they have a lot of trust issues. So, you know, they have to be able to trust me pretty quickly to be able to open up about what it is that they've been through. And, you know, my conversations are very deep pretty quickly because that's just how I am. I like to get raw and real and deep real fast because I like to see somebody for not what they put out into the world, but who they truly are inside and how they truly feel. So I just really want, you know, the listeners on here to be really feeling into like, who is that person that's been knocking on my door that I know I'm meant to go do the work with? Because I know that's going to ultimately bring me healing, which ultimately is going to bring my family healing, which ultimately is going to bring the next generation healing. Because at the end of the day, if you can invest in yourself and focus on yourself and heal within yourself, you will start to heal the world because you'll heal that next person that you come in contact with. And like I said before, I think if we would just all focus on ourselves, we would find healing very quickly in this world, but you have to be willing to take that responsibility for yourself.
0: I thank you so much for saying that. And that was, thank you. Um, My last question for you, since where, where do you see yourself Mm. in five years?
1: I love this question. It's so juicy. Um, (laughs) Where do I see myself in five years? So it's funny because I always said to myself that I would be behind the scenes, that I would stay behind the scenes. I didn't care to be plastered all over the internet. I'm not big on social media. I'm a very present person. At least I try to be present, you know taking full responsibility. Actually, lately I haven't been as present. So, right. I got to take responsibility for that. So I haven't been as present because I'm so focused on building my business. Right. So mm-hmm. I was a person that always told myself I wouldn't be online one. Cause I didn't want it. I didn't want that. I wanted to be more behind the scenes. And two, I always just wanted to work one-on-one and what started ended up happening. This goes into my five years. But what started ended up happening was my clients started looking at me and saying, Danielle, you can't keep this to yourself. Like you can't keep this to like your your ten clients that you serve a month. Like you can't do that. Like this is a disservice. You have to share this with the world. And meanwhile, my sister, right? This is a family affair. So meanwhile, my sister, you know, the one that was in the psych ward was like, you have, you know, and she's healed, and then she's like, you have to share this, like you can't not share this. Like you have a gift. And I just didn't believe it for so many years. And finally, I had released that energy because I was finally ready to take responsibility. I was finally ready to work through it. And I realized that I have this gift that I have to share with the world. And where I see, and the reason I'm sharing that prior is because that leads me to where I want to be in five years. So In five years, where I really see myself as um, working with very high level people, Um, I feel like there is a huge gap. Um, If you look at our celebrities, you can see that there's a gap in healing, that there are people that have the most resources, have the most money, and still don't have answers. And I see myself, you know, behind the scenes again. Working with people like that because of their amount of impact they have on the world. And I see myself having my own healing house and bringing people to my healing house to be able to find true healing if they feel like this is the route for them, whether they're in the trenches or whether they're a huge success, to be able to find that full healing in themselves and to see myself traveling. Um, I'm a huge person of impact. So um, my money every month, I built um, my husband and I on our honeymoon, we, we uh, built a, a school in central Vietnam and we're still in contact with them. And we want to continue to build schools. So a big thing for me um, isn't just about my success. It's about the impact that I have on other others' lives And so my goal in the next five years is to have built a couple more schools to be able to um, help other people that have absolutely nothing. So yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited for, uh, for what's to come. And I say that in the most humble way because I just want people to find what it is that they've been looking for and to find that true healing. And What I mean by my healing house is I want to bring other experts in as well. I know where my expertise ends. So I want to bring in other people too to bring that full healing, full circle.
0: I love that. I love that you are also like, you know, just such a giving person and you care so much. And You did say something before about um, having deep conversations with people and people tell you a lot. And that's, that's very similar for me. I don't like the surface conversation. So I did have to touch on that too, because yeah, it's, but I mean, you do it for business and I do as well, but um, that's just how I, the type of friend I am. I'm like, and just in general, like I just like to have real authentic conversations. And um, that's one of the things that you, you care a lot about too, but I just, I want to, I thank you so much for coming on and I really appreciate it. I feel like you've, You've definitely shared some good tips on here.
1: Yeah, definitely. And my biggest thing too that I just want to leave people with is if you resonated with anything that I said, even a little bit or a lot, right? Reach out. Like, I don't know you're listening. I can't reach out to you. You have to be the one to reach out to me. So if you're on here and you feel connected to this, I don't bite. You know, I am deep, but I don't bite. And I'm going to give you a completely new awareness around what it is that you've been through and your story in a way that you've never experienced before. And I want you to be able to feel held and be able to feel like you can move forward so that you can support the life and the purpose that you want to put into this world too. Because like I said, you know, at the end of the day, this is about impact. We only have so much time on this earth and we don't know when our time is up. And I just want to create that impact for people. So whether we have one call together and that's all we have, or whether we work together, please reach out. I would love to be a part of your journey.
0: Thank you so much. And yeah, definitely her links, like I said before, are in the show notes below. Thank you so much for listening to The Empowered Woman, Badass and Unfiltered.
1: Thanks for listening to this episode of The Empowered Woman podcast, Badass and Unfiltered. If you like what you're hearing, please subscribe.
0: For guest opportunities, you can email us at the empowered woman podcast at gmail.com also linked in the description below.